This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, December 3rd. I'm Matt Hoish. In today's headlines, Telski opens the slopes, Telluride prepares for town manager search, the photographer and the dancer, and a mountain weather forecast. Daytime temperatures may be in the high 40s, but Friday at 9 a.m., the lifts kicked into gear for opening day of the Telluride Ski Resort. For skiers like Brian Hare, it was a relief. Really sad that we didn't open on Thanksgiving, but I'm just really glad that we're opening finally. We're very excited. It took hours and hours to find all our equipment and put it together. Greg Craig and Booker Gadsen made it to the gondola with enough time for about a half day on the mountain. Super excited, ready to get back on. Don't care. This is kind of a ski... Uh, Equipment run, equipment shakedown, so we're doing that. Get it all going, make sure I have all the stuff I need, you know. Just <laughs> it's now 1 o'clock and we start at 9 o'clock finding our equipment. <laughs> Maki Jacobs pulls a wagon with gear for her kids, Caden and Ty. What are you excited about? Skiing on the runs. And how many runs are you going to do today? Ten or something like that. Nice. Do you want to say something on the radio? Are you excited? Yes. What are you excited about? The meadows. I'm excited to get them on the mountain very much. I can't wait for him to start ski club and the little one to start D squad. Jared Kleiner just wrapped up five midday laps and is on his way back to work. Oh, it was sick. Like for man-made snow and everything, it was a really good time. Got like 50 acres open, I think, a couple terrain parks. Yeah, it was fun. Amy Martell left work early to get on her board. Uh, just excited to get back on the slopes and do my thing. How many runs are you hoping to get in? Just one. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. As many as I can. I'm pretty excited. It's been kind of like hard the last three weeks watching everybody else in Colorado ski except for us. So I'm excited to get back out there. For Sophie Fabrizio, she plans to take it easy on day one. Just two laps. Just going to get out there, feel my feet a little bit, try not to get hit by any newbies. That's where I'm at. Hurley Kane also has to warm up. He says he needs to see if he remembers how to go down the mountain. I mean, it's every year the first lap is always like, oh, you know, do I remember how to do it? And then you get clicked in and you're like, all right, remember that? And then you get on the lift, remember that? And then getting off, that's always the toughest part. And then the first turn, you're like, oh, wait, I know how to do this. I've never seen a day more splendid than today. This is a spaghetti cowboy. You should have been here. If you're just hearing this now at 6 o'clock, you missed it. Try not to miss it next year. Luckily, you don't have to wait till next opening day to get on the mountain if you miss day one this year. There's always tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. The town of Telluride is preparing to search for a new town manager. Current manager Ross Herzog announced last month he would be stepping down at the end of the year. This is not going to be easy at all. That's Andrew Gorday, a representative with the consulting firm town is partnering with for the search speaking to council at a special meeting on Wednesday. You know that from every hiring decision you have to make, and because of where you are located and the length of the winter and the cost of living um, and, and several other factors, this is, this is a hard assignment, uh, which I welcomely accept, okay? But everybody needs to sort of set their jaw and their expectations now. Council agreed to similar search criteria from the last manager search, including a relevant four-year degree and a decade of experience in local government. 
One item of discussion was a requirement that the candidate live in town. Councilmember Adrian Christie says she's more concerned about proximity than living within town limits. Here's Christie and Mayor Delaney Young. If something happens, we'd like to be able to be at town hall within, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, something like sure. that. But anyway. And we also want the person to get embedded into the community. Yeah. And so being here for a period of time, at least initially, would be a good step in that direction. Ultimately, council agreed the new manager should initially be required to live in town, with the option to move to another nearby area later on. The position comes with a housing option. Council also agreed on a compensation range of between $145,000 and $195,000. According to town staff, that falls in the range of comparable communities. Gorday says he aims to have a final job description posted later this month. From there, applicants would have until January 24th to apply. And Gorday stresses the quality of applicants isn't tied to the number of applications that come in. If you have a dozen people, it doesn't mean it's a failure. If you have 112 people, it doesn't mean it's a resounding success. You kind of have to look look at uh, who has applied and treat everybody fairly. From there, finalist candidates would come to town for interviews and a meet and greet with the community in late February. Gorday says a new manager would then start as soon as possible after that finalist process once council has selected them. With different noticing requirements, he notes, it could be a couple months long wait for the new manager to start working. When all is said and done, I think the soonest you're looking at is probably April 1st and the latest is May 1st. Well, I don't know. I don't know when the latest would be, but that's that's approximately the timeline. According to Telluride Public Information Officer David Nepsky, town hasn't yet announced plans for who will serve as interim town manager after Herzog leaves. The town of Mountain Village is also looking for a new town manager after the resignation of Kim Montgomery in September. Friday was the last day to submit applications, and the town is reviewing them. At their special meeting Wednesday, Telluride Town Council also agreed to send a letter to the U.S. Forest Service and Colorado Parks and Wildlife, inviting representatives to a public meeting to discuss the recent legal hunting of an elk on Forest Service land near the Telluride Valley floor. After Ingrid Lundahl arrived in Telluride in the late 70s, she started taking photos of the area and the people who bring life to it. Decades later, she's amassed a trove of shots, chronicling the evolution of the Box Canyon. This month, an exhibit featuring proof prints and exposure strips of her photos is up in the Telluride Arts HQ Gallery. Countless images cover the walls. KOTO spoke to Lundahl about one of those images, a ghostly shot of a once local dancer. It's graceful. She's up on her toes and the curve of her legs, it's, it's graceful. Now that I look at it, it's amazing that it worked. (laughs) My name is Ingrid Lundahl, and I was a photographer in Telluride for many decades. I have always been a documentarian, a chronicler. My mom was, my grandmother was. And I had a brownie hawkeye when I was a kid and took pictures at camp and labeled them all and put them in albums. And I've just always shot everything and that's what I did here I mean I shot things that people were paying me for like weddings and portraits but I also just shot anything that was happening just for the joy of it because it was such a wild ridiculous town 
This is called The Dancer. It was shot in the Telluride Old School. There's a graceful arching of legs in the middle of the shot, and then the rest of the body somewhat disappears. And we were experimenting. She was dancing in front of me. I had my camera on a tripod, and she was just moving however she wanted to move, and I was using slow film and slow exposure. So only what stayed still registered. And her legs are essentially still. She's up on her toes. And most of the rest of her body disappeared. And she is Jerry McAndrews, who was our Telluride dance instructor back in the 80s. You can see my feet, which are on demi point, which means as high up as you can stand without being in point shoes. I probably ran and I just arrived there and then I did a releve. I think I just kind of was just about to stop. So that's why I'm on a balance, but my upper body was still moving. I'm Jerry McAndrews, I'm a dancer. I was trained in classical ballet at the best school in America at the time, which was George Balanchine's School of American Ballet, where Baryshnikov came, Nureyev came. I bumped into Balanchine, George Balanchine. He had his arm around Igor Stravinsky, and I was late for class, and I bumped into them. I bumped into Stravinsky and Balanchine, and I said, When that image comes up in the developer, it's so exciting. It's very exciting. And it really just seemed like magic to me. When you develop the film, you look at it for tones, and if you have a lot of different grays and blacks, you go, oh, good. You know, at first I remember going, oh, my God, these are so bizarre because of the parts of her that disappear and the parts that don't. And then when I found this one, I went, oh, good. We have a lyrical one. We have a graceful one. We have a beautiful one. It's a moment in time that she captured. That's what Ingrid does. She captures moments in time. And this picture shows somebody following their passion. And both Ingrid and I, I feel, are in this picture. What would you say to that Ingrid back in the 70s, 80s, who was taking this photo of Jerry? What would you say to her now with the hindsight you have? You are so lucky to be in Telluride at this time, at this particular moment in history, and enjoy it. It is magical. It was a wonderful time. It's a wonderful time to be in the mountains, a wonderful time to be with with other crazies. It was just... Mm. An exhibition of proof prints and test strips of Ingrid Lundahl's photographs is up in the Telluride Arts HQ gallery through the end of the month. Toward the end of the exhibition, members of the public are also invited to take home some of the images, a keepsake of times past. The days are getting shorter and the lights are going up. The holiday season is ramping up with each passing day. Telluride will mark the jolly time of year with the annual Noel Night celebration this Wednesday, December 8th. 
Holiday discounts will hit the shelves of local stores, and the Telluride Ski and Snowboard Club will officially light the ski tree to twinkle through the remainder of the winter nights. Later in the week, the holiday cheer will take the gondola up to Mountain Village for the annual holiday prelude, Saturday, December 11th, and Sunday the 12th. The two-day celebration will be filled with ice skating, train rides, a tree lighting ceremony, and even in-person appearances from Santa and his elves. For a full schedule of events for the holiday prelude, visit townofmountainvillage.com. Tickets aren't even on sale yet, but Planet Bluegrass has announced one act that will be making an appearance at the 2022 Telluride Bluegrass Festival, and it'll be Tenacious. Tenacious D, the comedy rock band founded by Jack Black and Kyle Gass, will play the Town Park stage Thursday, June 16th. No other lineup information has been announced, Tickets go on sale for the 49th Telluride Bluegrass Festival on Thursday, December 9th at 10 a.m. As they were smites to the ground, new wave tried to kill the metal, but they failed as they were stricken down to the ground. Colorado Parks and Wildlife has implemented several seasonal closures in the Gunnison Basin. Effective December 1st, closures are in place for the Almont Triangle, Centennial, and Gunnison state wildlife areas. CPW says the closures are imperative for sustaining healthy wildlife populations. Big game animals come down from the high country as temperatures drop, snow piles up, and they seek easier living conditions. Human activity in those areas during the winter could cause animals to unnecessarily expend calories, hurting their chances of survival and producing healthy offspring when the weather warms. The closure at the Almont Triangle and Gunnison State Wildlife Areas runs through April 30th. The centennial closure is in place through June 30th. December has arrived, but in much of the West, snowfall has not. Snowpack numbers in every part of the Colorado River Basin are lower than average for this time of year. In most of Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico, snowpack is only around a quarter or a third of normal. Numbers are slightly better in Colorado and Wyoming, which have about half as much snow as normal. Climate scientists say there's plenty of time left for conditions to turn around, but they're watching these totals closely. Low snowpack can have serious repercussions for the Colorado River, Water that supplies 40 million people throughout the southwest starts as winter snow in the Rockies. And as the basin endures more than two decades of drought, cities and farms throughout the region can't afford another dry winter. Governor Jared Polis made his first sales pitch to lawmakers Friday morning for his $40 billion budget proposal. KOTO's Scott Franz has more. The budget outlook was dampened a bit by the recent discovery of a new coronavirus variant. Polis told lawmakers many Coloradans, including himself, are growing more and more frustrated by the ongoing pandemic and its impacts on the economy. With every new mutation, the economy here and across the world is impacted, driving inflation uh, and costs for individuals and families. 
Polis says his budget will help protect Coloradans from that inflation by cutting fees and putting more money in their paychecks. His proposal would grow state government by about 11% next fiscal year. He also said the state needed to do more to fight misinformation about vaccines. Lawmakers were generally supportive of the plans, although some Republicans questioned whether it includes enough support for rural communities. I'm Scott Franz at the state capitol. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly clear skies tonight with a low around 30 degrees. Saturday expects sunny skies with a high around 50 degrees. Saturday night should be mostly clear with a low in the high 20s. Sunday calls for mostly clear skies with a high in the mid-40s. Sunday night should be partly cloudy with a low in the mid-20s. This has been the news for Friday, December 3rd. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206.